One's from the trailer park, one's from the farm. Rings on their fingers, no babies on their arms. Taking life with a grain of salt and lime. Living, loving, laughing, we're having a good time. Nothing too deep won't tell you how to vote. Two stand-up comics with stories from the road. We're cutting up, really. All right, we got a hot show coming up. We got advice for comics, advice on how to get yourself booked in a club. We got Aaron Weber in the house. This is the We're Having a Good Time podcast. Dusty Slay, and I got my guest in here with me, Aaron, Aaron Weber. Aaron Weber. All right, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, long time listener. Yes, yes, first time caller. That's right. And uh, it's very exciting. It is exciting that you're here. Uh, we've done a lot of shows together. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to talk about that. You you've done a lot of shows with me, and then you've done a lot of shows with uh, Henry Cho. Mm-hmm. Did a few shows with James Gregory. <laughs> And now with John Chris. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's been fun. We just wrapped up uh, the Human Being Tour, the fall leg of it. It got done the first week of December. So it's pretty, pretty awesome. crazy. Pretty crazy last few months, man. It's pretty awesome. All right, so let's get in. Oh, let's first, let me take a little thing to welcome. I want to welcome, if there's new listeners, because I had Tyler Mahan Co. on here, even though I botched uh, the recording of the interview. We did have him here. It bumped up our listeners. So if you're new from that interview, thanks for coming back. We appreciate you. And then also, I had John Christ on here last week, and he really bumped up the viewers. So if any of those people came back, appreciate that too. And if none of those people came back, and if it's just, you know, my my regular podcast listeners, well, all the better, and I welcome you guys back, and uh, thanks for tuning in. I did shows. Also, if you picked up a flyer for me while I was in Wilmington or in Tampa, welcome, uh, because uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for thanks for listening to my comedy and going, you know what, I'd like to listen to that guy talk some Yeah. Do you pitch the... Uh the podcast on stage now with your merch, or how do you yeah, introduce it? Now I have a little flyer okay. that I just tell. I you know I'm not trying to. If people have never listened to a podcast before, I'm not trying to get them into podcasting. Okay, but if you are podcasting, why not listen to mine? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you like listening to people talk, yeah, you know I'm doing. You're not it. trying I'm, to teach a new technology to people, right? Yeah, I'm talking out here. I know that radio's terrible, and yeah. now that I have a plug in my car. Where I can listen to podcasts. You don't listen to the radio at all. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know what the radio is now. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I just tuned into a station. Yeah, I listen to some local radio here in Nashville, but mm-hmm. uh, mostly talk radio. It's a good time. Also, uh, last week uh, I had. Well, let's do let's do our segment. Let's get into the where we've been, where we're going, where they gone, where they been, where they gone. Where, where they been? Where we're going? Where we've been? All right. So this is where I've been. I've been, and then I'm going to ask you. I'm going to. I'm going to because Aaron is just going to guest uh, fill in for Hannah. Hannah uh, is taking the week off. So Aaron, I, I thought I'm going to have Aaron on to interview him. Why not just have him do the yeah, whole I'll just podcast? do the whole thing? Yeah, because it's a lot of fun. We're, it's called the We're Having a Good Time podcast. <laughs> so we're having a good time, and uh, 
we got um, um, last week I did a show at Zany's. I did the Dusty Slay's Grand Old Comedy Show. And I had a lot of people that came from Memphis and a lot of people that keep coming back because they listen to the podcast and they like my comedy. And I just want to tell those people I appreciate them. Yeah, that's awesome. Had Aaron Weber on that show. Yeah. It was a hot show. Had Laura Peak. Uh, we had, um, oh gosh, that was last week. Yeah. Uh, Willie B. Yeah. John Christ. And um, from uh, from Thompson Square, from Thompson Square, Kiefer, Kiefer, Kiefer Thompson, yeah, really nice guy, really nice guy. And if he listens, uh, sorry, I forgot your name for a second. <laughs> My roommate came to that show, said it was the best show at Zany's he's ever been to. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he was he was talking about it for days. That's great. It was a hot show. Yeah, though. yeah. it was a very hot show. Willie B. Um, was the biggest surprise to me. I mean, because I've seen Willie B be funny before, but he really brought the heat. Yeah, he killed. Yeah, and I was excited. Um, you know, not to say that you didn't kill, but I expected you to. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> And I'm not saying that I didn't expect Willie B not to kill, but I was pumped. I was just yeah. like, boom, he brought the heat, yeah. and I love it. Because sometimes people are from out of town, and I feel like either they don't work a lot of clubs mm-hmm. or they're just unfamiliar with zanies yeah. and they they don't they don't get to bring it the way mm-hmm. I want them to. Yeah, they were on board pretty quickly with this set. Yeah. And, and it was great. Yeah. And so, all right, so what about you? Oh, oh, and then all right, so then let me finish where I was at. I was in then I was in Tampa. Tampa, Florida, Side Splitters, one of my favorite clubs. I did seven shows down there. A lot of exciting people, a lot of people uh just love the show. We packed it out. I worked with a guy named Nat Baymel and then Kevin Taylor. Kevin's moving to Boston. I'm sad about that, but I'm sure I'll see him again. And uh, but it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun shows. Uh, and I and if you're if you've uh, picked up a flyer and now you're listening, I appreciate it. I really enjoy Tampa. And uh, some people invited me out to a bar on Saturday, and I did three shows on Saturday. I wanted to join them, but I don't drink. And I was very tired. Yeah. And I'm also afraid to disappoint people. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, they're like, man, that guy's so fun on stage. Let's get him out to a bar. I bet he's so much yeah, fun. Yeah, I can't wait for the laughs to continue yeah. into the night. And then I'll just get over there and I'll talk to you about something serious. You know, yeah. I'll bring up a conspiracy or something. Yeah. I'll be like, what do you think about the moon landing? <laughs> Where are you at? You, you, do you agree with Steph Curry or what? <laughs> are you a big Buzz Aldrin fan? <laughs> I do. You like that story <laughs> yeah. Steph Curry. I almost <laughs> set you a link about that. So funny. Uh, it is funny. It is funny because, you know, uh, I think there is definitely some questionable stuff about the moon landing. But sure. you know what I mean? Uh, but I don't care. You yeah, know I don't I mean? know why anyone cares. He's a great basketball player. Right. I mean, it seems like a lot of basketball players are really questioning things <laughs> lately. They're, they're on the cutting edge. <laughs> yeah. Well, him, Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Everybody's getting into it. Yeah, they're really getting – yeah, I mean, LeBron's – even Shaq was a flat earther for a second. Was then, he really? And then he was like, nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, nah, I'll I want to – sell gold bond. I yeah, can't like, be out here. Yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm with the general, you know? <laughs> I forgot about those. <laughs> All right, so sure. that's where I've been. What about you? Where well, were you at? Well, the, the, the tour with John ended – uh, early December, so I've just been around town for the last few weeks. Uh, did a few shows at Zany's. Did your show? Benton Ray had a show this Sunday that I straight got talk. to do a set. Of. Yeah, that was a great show. Man. Was it? Yeah, it's um, awesome. Uh, our friend Connor Larson has a show at a brewery here in Nashville that I got to do. That was a lot of fun. So just been doing as many spots as I can around town here. Man. Yeah, Nashville's really getting some hot local shows. Yeah. They got some people really doing some good things. Mm-hmm. There's some bad ones out there, but there's also some good ones. <laughs> there are bad ones. Yeah, you know, but there's going to be always going to be Do bad those ones. too, yeah. you know? Do them yeah. all. Yeah. 
I mean, just, you know, you never know what you're going to get around here. This is not only uh, an incredible music city, but also a fairly good comedy city. That's right. It is. It is. We got some, we actually have a lot of funny people here, but, uh, but you never know what you'll get at a show. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you'll go to a show and you're like upset that there aren't many people there, but it ends up being a great show. Yeah. Even if there aren't that many people. Yeah. Benton show at Zany's, uh, I think we were all worried just based on the numbers. It was like us, but they were so into it. Yeah. We all had a great time. Well, that's, you know, and that's what I want to talk to you about later because, you know, I know you've been doing these shows with John Christ and he's been selling out all over the country. Yeah. And so it's like those shows are exciting because there's a good energy and mm-hmm. people are pumped to be there and they bought their tickets weeks in advance. Yeah. But there is something to doing a like a dirty club with hardly no one there. Yeah. It's like a freedom of this show already sucks. I can't even mess this yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. I always th- I always say um when I was at Notre Dame for college the church that we went to was this very kind of lush, over-the-top, beautiful church, the Basilica on campus. Right? Oh, yeah. You go to that. I think you I get, went you in there with you. get used to that. You did go in there with yeah. me when we were at, uh, there. You get used to that. And then I came home to Hendersonville, Tennessee, and I went to our little local parish in Hendersonville. Yeah. And I remember on the ride home with my dad, I was like, I can't wait to go back to the real church. Yeah. And my dad goes, oh, that is the real church. You're in church Disney World. Right oh now. yeah, and that's how I think about it with some of these shows. I I was in comedy Disney World. Oh yeah, for the last few months. Yeah, yes, yeah. I think that's a great uh, analogy because it's like when you're at the John Chris show, people have paid money; they're excited to be there. Some of these shows, these people are like, I don't know. I got these tickets. Yeah. I got these tickets from a friend. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know you when I came in. You got free tickets on an email or yeah. something. Yes, exactly. You know. Or, oh, I just heard about I didn't even know there was comedy tonight. <laughs> but those yeah. help you really build some build some oh, strength. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right. So, and Hannah was in Bristol, Tennessee. She did a VFW, uh, Comedy Zone gig, and uh, I think she had a lot of fun. All right. So now, <laughs> she's not she's not here. I mean, I, I don't know. I think she did have a good time, though. <laughs> and, uh, and then, all right, so where we're going. This week, me and Hannah are going to Canada this weekend. Peter oh, Murray. nice. Yep, so we're going to visit her dad and uh, his girlfriend and her brother, and uh, we're probably going to throw some snowballs. Are you doing some shows up there? No. Okay. Nah. Would you want to, or you just want to take take a few days off? I would. I would do them, but uh, I don't think there is. The last time we went, we did a show for Hannah's family. It wasn't supposed to be just Hannah's family. Okay. We got a bar, and we were just trying to do a show in hopes that some of her family would come. Yeah, they did, huh? But it was all her family. Okay. And then Hannah was like, had the joke about my my husband's from Alabama, so he hits me, yeah. and then and they did not laugh at that <laughs> at all. <laughs> and do, then, do they have an understanding about stereotypes about Alabama and Canada? Like, do they do they know the difference? Well, Hannah told me that when she was a little, her family was going down to Florida, like Disney World, and they stopped in East Tennessee. And her mom was like, don't talk to anybody at this gas station. Oh, man. These people in East Tennessee, she was just talking about like hillbillies and like, 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 uh, 
deliverance. She was like, these people are oh. weird around here. <laughs> and that's where Hannah was just at doing a comedy yeah, show. Yeah, I was going to say, out in Bristol, Tennessee. Yeah. I can't, I can't tell you what the redneck part of Canada is. I have no idea what's going on up there. It's pretty redneck there, too. Yeah, I imagine I, there are some areas, right? I mean, I, I was pretty shocked by it. I mean, yeah. we went to where she grew up. It's all farmland. Yeah. Ate at a barbecue place. I mean, the Tim Hortons in downtown areas are pretty redneck. Mm-hmm. You know, people just hanging out, kind of trying to bum a coffee. And then, uh, so, but it's fun. I love yeah. a Tim Hortons. Get some uh, Tim Bits. Sour cream. Yeah, glaze. we got that one time. Remember we that? got it, but we got it in like Michigan. Yeah, it's it wasn't, not the, it wasn't same. the real deal. It's not the same. So, but then the week I come back, I'm going to be headlining at the Punchline in nice. Atlanta. Uh, so that'll be fun with Andrew Stanley and Todd Riley. Nice. Both people I know. Both yeah. people I like. Todd Riley from Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah, I like that guy. Yeah. So it's going to be a great time. And uh, my cousin, I, you know, also a couple of my cousins came out to see me in Tampa. I don't see a lot of my family. A couple of my cousins came separately. More cousins will come in Atlanta. It's gonna yeah. be great. Yeah. What about you? What about this 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 weekend or next? Uh, not much in December here. I'm doing. Uh, I'm hosting at Third Coast Comedy Club here in Nashville. Three of uh, three of my friends, Laura Peak, Michael Wyman, and Mary J. Berger, are recording an album. They asked me to host that. Oh I'll yeah, be doing that. Oh, that's fun. Um, and that's pretty much it for the rest of the month. I got a uh, doing a weekend at the Greensboro Comedy Zone in January. And That's then a, later in that month, doing some shows with Henry, Henry Cho. Have you done and, Greensboro before? No, I've done Greenville, but not Greensboro. Oh, okay. Well, I wish you luck there. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, they, actually, the guy that runs that club does a great job. It's yeah. packed. Yeah. But there's just something about that audience. I sure. could not connect to them. Okay. They were not my friends. Well, yeah, I didn't. I mean, I figured it would be yeah. up like that. It's a, because what they have is they have a place called, like, it's either called Arizona Pete's or Oklahoma Joe's. I never know. I get those mixed up. <laughs> it's a state and a guy's name. Okay. But it's a club, apparently a very popular dance club in Greensboro. And I don't know exactly how the arrangement works, but I think people get, like, free tickets to that club if they come to the comedy club. Oh, great. So the comedy club's <laughs> packed. <laughs> but they're all just trying to get their People free. People just waiting to go to the dance club? Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. So we're just, you're just holding them up. And, yeah. And, uh, well, we're going to have a good time. Yeah. If you're in the area, you should come out. It is fun, though. Uh, I'm I mean, not sure who's headlining, but I'm sure it's going to be a good time. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It'll be fun. But back with Henry Cho. Yeah, man. All right. So there it is. Where we've been, where we're going. And then now uh, we got a little advice to comics section. You are what you are. I'm going to make them an offer again with you. I don't know what you're talking about. This is uh, uh, a section where I just like to try to give some advice to people that, that may not know. And, and I always like to preface it because sometimes I feel like some comic's going to be listening and going, Who's this guy think he is telling me what to do? Yeah, especially with me on it now. Yeah. Who is this guy? Right. So I'm like, uh, so I'm like, uh, if you, I always say, if you don't want the advice, then don't take it. Don't think that I'm trying to tell you how to do comedy. Yeah. If you're good, then you're good. Sure. But this is my, I have the three P's of sending to bookers. Persistence, patience, being polite. Yeah. Because I think that this is what I do. I send an email to a booker. A month later, I send another email mm-hmm. to him. A month later, I send another email. And whenever I tell people to send emails, I say, send the emails and never expect them to respond. Yes. Because they're probably not going yeah. to respond. I had a, a friend come up to me recently who asked for my advice, and they said, 
what's the etiquette about following up with a booker? And I guess they'd emailed someone months ago and were just waiting on a response. And I was like, I don't think that's how it works, man. I think you should just periodically just continually yeah. send your send your avails and whatever else. Yeah, I just set a reminder in my phone. And then when that goes off, I send it for a month in advance. Just send the email. Do you send it as a new email or do you reply to the last email you sent? I've done both. Okay. I've done both. But I think that just... Reminding that that's why I think the the patience being like don't expect him to get back to you yeah but the persistence you stay on it and then the politeness comes in because once you've done this for like three or four months yeah you're gonna build up inside you this this anger that's gonna go this guy doesn't get back to me I don't understand it I'm so upset yeah I got friends that are getting booked at the club mm-hmm. he won't book me I got all these references but you just you just keep it cool you keep it polite yeah. Just don't expect anything. Hope it happens. Yeah, I, I was dealing with this earlier today. I was telling you I had to send an email to uh, to somebody, and I was like dreading sending the email all day. And I don't know why. I don't know why I have any kind of anxiety with reaching out. Yeah. But I sent the email, and the guy responded, and it was you know there was nothing to it. It's just these are adults you're dealing right. with, you know. Yeah, and a lot of people. I mean, bookers that I know, they're like, we get. Hundreds of emails. We get so many emails yeah. all the time. And it's like, so it's like, and every comic is like, hey, I'm the best. I'm the best comedian. You, I mean, that's the kind of emails I would send. Hey, I'm the best. That's what you say? Yeah, I would say, I know that all comics are telling you they're funny, but hey, I really well, am. Well, on your website, it does say Dusty Slay, hilarious comedian. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's what, uh, that's what I would send to clubs, too. I would be like, you know. Just trying to let them know what kind of comedy I do, and then whatever credits you have. What kind of comedy do you do? Hilarious comedy. Hilarious comedy. <laughs> I would say, like, clever, well-crafted yeah, comedy yeah. jokes. Uh, but the uh, but but people, you know, they get, they get fired up. They're like, I sent all the emails, and no one got back to me. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I told you would happen. Yeah. They're not going to respond to you. Yeah. And Even, everybody's doing it, and they're getting hundreds of them, yeah. right? Yeah. And not to, I'm going to say specifically though, Comedy Zone. Like I ended up, I won a contest with them back in the day, and that got me a, a free host, a uh, feature weekend. Like, well, not a free one; they were going to pay me, but I, it, it allowed <laughs> me to get one. Yeah. And and it took months to get it, and I was so new to comedy, I was just so mad. I was like, I was like, I won this, you got to give this to me, and it was just like now, years later, I'm like. So impatient. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm just expecting that they were like, I had no idea how their schedules work. You think like in their office, they just have a picture of you on the wall. And they're like, should I give <laughs> yeah. it to them today? <laughs> nope. Yeah, and I'm so mad. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm emailing like, you're going to give this to me. Oh, man. You know. All caps? <laughs> yeah, just about. Yes. <laughs> but then that leads me to the next one, which is don't burn the bridge. Like, you could get mad at people. I got some bookers that give me like one gig a year. Yeah. And it's like, I still need that one gig. Mm-hmm. I wish they gave me more. Yeah. But if I burn that bridge, then I get none. Now, do you have clubs that didn't give you a lot of work years ago that you're now working more regularly? Well, now that I have an agent uh, it's uh, and, my, and, and management that I have now, I mean, it's really changed like uh, – just, I don't know, the whole process is different for me now. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not actually even sending avails, but this was just my process mm-hmm. before. I mean, because it is much better now. Yeah. 
I mean, when you yeah, it, it sounds great, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> when you have an agent that just sends you an email that says, "Hey, do you want this gig?" Wow. And I'm like. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, but you wouldn't be able to get any of those if you had said something personal to a manager right. there or something, right? Right. Yes, exactly. That brings me uh, to uh, the point that I want to make about a particular booker. Um, one time I had messaged him, and I was asking for feature work. And he said, well, I don't book anybody unless I've seen you or if you have TV credits. At the time, I had no TV credits. So he was like, but why don't you just go ahead and apply to the festival – and he said, because if you've done the festival, then I can book you off that. And I was like, okay, great. So I assumed in our exchange that him telling me to apply for the festival was like me getting in. Okay. <laughs> and so I told Hannah, because Hannah was just moving down here. Yeah. And I was like, uh, why don't you apply to this festival too? And then if you get in, we can do it together. Oh, because you're just assuming that you're getting right. In. Yeah. And then she got in, and I didn't. <laughs> 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 and so I sent him an email. Like I wasn't even mad that Hannah got in. I was just mad that I had assumed mm-hmm. that I was in. Yeah, you felt stupid. Yeah. Right? And then so I emailed him, and I you know I went back and forth with him. And now Hannah's worked there like three weekends, yeah. and he's probably never going to book me there. Yeah, I'm okay. I've got my own gigs now, but you think he still remembers that? I think so. Okay, and uh, I mean, I don't think he's sitting around seething about me. Sure, but I think he remembers. Yeah. He's like, nah. <laughs> I mean, I, w- I mean, I think I would if I were a booker and some guy louted out to me or yeah. whatever. I don't know, louted out. You to told me, me I was in the festival, <laughs> right? No, I didn't, man. Well, that's what. Yeah, I mean. And it was just like I was so mad, uh, and because uh, I didn't have any, I didn't have a lot of gigs. I was like mm-hmm. really scrambling for gigs. Yeah. So I went to him looking for work, and then he basically just took forty dollars from me to apply yeah. for his gig. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, you need a feature weekend, huh? Give me forty dollars, and I'll consider it." <laughs> it worked. You paid it. Yeah, I paid it, and now I'll probably never get a gig with him. Yeah. But I'm okay with it. I want part of me just wants to do a gig in his town that's really big and sells out. Oh, sell it like a theater in that yeah, town. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Because I'm sure he's would be so mad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In my in my mind, he's gonna be sitting there at his desk pounding it, going, <laughs> Why didn't I book him? Why didn't I feature <laughs> this guy? <laughs> but in reality he's gonna, you know, be like, Whatever. Yeah. I got my own shit going. And uh but um Okay, so that's that's my advice to comics. Yeah. Be patient, polite, and persistent. Send the emails. Don't send more than once a month. I would say don't don't badger the person, mm-hmm. but but be in their mind. Like the you know, don't be out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, let exactly. them know that you are in this for the long game. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's just like I never you know, like I feel like sometimes. If you're overqualified for a job, like right, not that there's anything wrong with working at McDonald's, right? But if you're like, you know, if you just got out of law school and you go and apply at McDonald's, the manager of that McDonald's is probably thinking, you know what, this guy is not going to stick around. Yeah. So I'm going to hire somebody that I think would like to move up in the company. Yeah. You know, not some guy that I think is going to be gone in two weeks. I did that. I applied for a job at UPS after I graduated college. Yeah. And I was sitting talking with a guy, and he was like, what are you doing? 
He's like, you're not going to be around here. I hope not. I was like, all right. We just like shook hands and left. I, was like, <laughs> I just really needed a job. So I had a oh, buddy that worked there. Oh, that happened in the interview. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I sat down with him. He's looking at my resume. He's like, are you a student currently? I was like, no, I just graduated. He's like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. I was like, I just need a job right now. He's like, well, we want people that are going to stick around. Yeah. And I hope to God you're not sticking around here. I was like, wow. Okay. Wow, that's like a Goodwill hunting moment. <laughs> One day I just want to come to that door. <laughs> no letter, no call. Yeah, 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 and you're gone. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It was like an oddly like nice moment. We shook yeah. hands. I went home. My dad was waiting up to hear how the interview went because it was like an interview at like 1 a.m. Wow. Because I was applying for the graveyard shift. And the guy was like, you don't want to do this. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Wow. Yeah. Good for that guy. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad I didn't take that job. That would have been yeah. terrible. Well, you know, that happened to me. I went to a job fair at a place in like, it was in like Lynette, Alabama or something. It was called Knopf. It was like a, they made particle board working in a factory. Okay. And I went down there at like 18. I did the job fair. Yeah. And they never considered me at all for the job. <laughs> but I'm thinking, man, I'm glad that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, like not, I think I had two cousins that worked at Knopf, so... No, no disrespect to that, but uh, that's not for me. How different would your life have been? I know. I mean, goodness. You get there, you start moving up in the company. Yeah, maybe. Wow. <laughs> maybe, or you just stay. I mean, at 18 and 19, I had no promotional potential. <laughs> People were not. <laughs> promotional potential. Yeah, they were like, mm, I don't think so, buddy. Yeah. I got employee of the month once at Office Depot. Oh, wow. Yeah, I did do Did you that. get a plaque? I got my picture on the wall. Is it still there? You think? I don't think so. <laughs> like two, like a month later, they were like called me into the like I called in sick one day. I got drunk and I didn't come to work. Yeah, and they were like because I had transferred there from uh, uh, Alabama to Charleston. Okay, and then I'm employee of the month within like the first month. Okay, I'm You're in there, killing it, yeah. killing it. Yeah, and then the next month I call in sick one day. And they're like, they have both managers have me in the office, and they're like, you know, we took a chance on you. <laughs> it's like, take it easy. They take your picture down yeah, off the wall. Yeah, it's like, take it easy. I was partying a little bit, blowing off some steam here. You know what I mean? You got me working, doing all the jobs in this place. Yeah. Take, you know, but it was a good time. All right, so now we have a segment called On the Road. They're on the road again. Hen and Dusty are on the road again Telling super funny jokes to all their friends Hen and Dusty are on the road again Yeah. And then we play that fun song that, Okay And, uh, and that song's uh, by my friend Matt Price mm-hmm. He does a great job, helps out a lot And uh, so on the road, we just like to talk about some road stuff Like anything interesting that might have happened to you recently like, nothing recently has happened to me that interesting because I've been driving. I did go to Charlotte, and I might have talked about this last week, I don't know, but I went to Charlotte, and they were suddenly, like, having the the winter apocalypse, yeah. and everybody, everything was shutting down. I even, I was just driving around, there was no, it wasn't even that cold out. I was trying to go around and get some ice cream. I was wanting to hang out in my hotel, mm-hmm. watch some football, eat some ice cream. And I went to this wall, everything was shut down. I went to a Walmart, had a giant 24-hour sign out front and i get out of the car and i'm walking towards there's a guy in the front door going we're close we're close <laughs> it's like, i was like what 
And, that was a Walmart? Yeah. Well, that's how you know it's the real deal. Yeah, right? and then the Walmart shutting down. And I even went there to do the John Boy and Billy show. And then I got an email that night that was like, John Boy and Billy may not be doing it tomorrow. Wow. And uh, they ended up doing it. Uh, Hannah's home now. And uh, she's got some, got, uh, got some treats. Uh, but Hannah's back. You can hear the keys, and there'll be a little noise coming from that, but it's fine. Our studio is just the dining room, if you don't know. And uh, It's a more legit setup than you give it credit for. I've heard you describe it on the podcast before. Okay. Yeah, this was, oh, good. This, yeah, this, look, this is nice. Okay, good. Good. Well, it feels good. <laughs> it was in the guest room, okay. and it felt cramped. Okay. And it also felt like you were bringing people into a bedroom. Do you boys want some vegan peanut butter balls? <laughs> they are delicious. I've yeah. had these before. These are very good. Yeah, you maybe like them. We'll just have them maybe after the podcast. Okay, well, yeah. they're treats for you boys. Okay. Thanks, Anna. Right. Appreciate you. All right. And uh, so this is so what I've been doing lately is I've been flying. I've been getting a little, little airplane money. Oh, yeah. That's what I've been saying for a long time. People have been like, do you fly or you drive to these gigs? And I say, well, I don't make the kind of money to fly. No, what, what airline do you do you go with? Well, I actually like American Airlines. Okay. And I, got, I went out and I got a credit card for American Airlines. Nice. And I joined, like, the American Airlines Advantage program. Oh, man. So now, on the plane, I get to take a personal item, like a backpack. I get to do my carry-on bag. Yeah. And then my merch bag, I get to check for free. Wow. So I get to carry all my things. Yeah. For nothing. Yeah. I just did that with Southwest. Oh, yeah. I got a Southwest credit card. Yeah. They can, there's not much. They, they can't really do much in terms of perks for Southwest because it's all just. Yeah. There's no I, first class. There's no, you know. This is what I don't like about Southwest. I don't like that you don't get to. I, I want them to. I want to kind of pick the flight, bef- pick the seat before I get on the Oh, plane. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's big for me. Because I don't want to walk down and look at people and be like, you know what? I'll sit next to you. Yeah. Well, try being the guy that people walk by and see. And like, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so it's like, if I can get in there and get a seat, uh, I like an aisle seat. Yeah. I like an aisle seat. Now, too. I found out those Southwest. There's a way to flip up the armrest on the aisle seat. Oh. Then I can kind of just spill out into the uh, aisle. Oh, and then get hit with a cart. I have been nailed with a cart, but it's worth it just to be able to not feel like I'm... God, I hate that feeling when you think the person next to you is like having a miserable time. Oh, yeah. Because they're sitting next to me. So any room I can give them is nice. I like the aisle for going to the bathroom. Okay. I pee a lot. I've never used the bathroom on a plane. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I pee a lot. I'm trying to not do it, but I like the aisle. I like that freedom. Mm -hmm. I don't like the idea of thinking, dang, I'm going to have to pee, and I'm going to have to ask (laughs) both of these people to get up. Yeah. So you did that. You've joined the program. Mm -hmm. You got in. Yeah, I bought my first flight with with miles or with points. Recently, it's awesome. I'm upset that I haven't been doing that for years. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm learning the things. Now I've moved up in the group. Like, I booked a last-minute flight with uh, uh, United Airline yeah. to go to Tampa because I just waited, and I, w- I was going to drive, and I was like, oh, no, let's fly now. And I uh, I was in group five, the last group. Mm-hmm. I was like, trash. You yeah, know what I mean? I was, yeah. They were like, anybody else want to get on the plane? <laughs> Yeah. Everybody's eyeing me as I'm coming. Oh man! My favorite is to walk through first class, 
as everyone is like, they're dr- they already got drinks, and I'm coming on, and they're reading the paper. You heard that Brian Regan bit about that? <laughs> I don't know. You walk I don't on, they're already they're on their laptop. <laughs> yeah, they're looking. We're making money right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's exactly what it feels like because, yeah. I mean they already like the one the last time I boarded uh, the lady the flight attendant was like, excuse me, and she made me wait. Like I was trying to board the plane, she made me wait. While she took a couple of drinks. Oh my god! <laughs> I know. It's like, I mean, I don't care because I'm at a place in my life where I'm like not bothered by this idea of classism. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny. Yeah. People look up at you, and I'm like, Yeah, I see you guys. Oh, that's hilarious. You really overpaid for these seats. Yep. You know, but whatever. They got a lot of money. They don't care. But that's what I like. And I was just talking to some people about this, like trying to teach them about this plane thing that I mm-hmm. just learned. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, I've got enough money probably for a free flight now. And I use this car to get double air miles on gas stations Ooh. and on restaurants. Nice. So I'm just... Yeah. I've just I've just used this card now for all... That's what I do. I use that card for everything. Now. Yeah. And then I can just pay it off, like, immediately. Yeah. yeah. You know? I pay love my it. rent on it. Like yeah. Everything. Anything I can pay, I'm paying on there. Mm-hmm. I'm buying all my merch I'm paying for with the That's card. That's the way to do it. I'm racking it up, and it feels good. My credit score is going up. I actually, yeah, so I, I get emails every now and then. Yeah, Your credit score just improved. I'm like, yeah, I need that. I feel like I've really I'm moving up in society yeah. now. Well, I defaulted on a student loan mm. a year out of college. That wrecked my credit score. Oh yeah, for, like I, I got denied credit cards for years. Oh yeah, and this is the first time I got approved for one. So yeah, I get denied. For, good. I got denied for a while too. Yeah, and then I got a small one with like a three hundred dollar limit. <laughs> And I, I mean, I didn't even realize it was that low. I got declined at a place, and I was like, "Oh, am I getting declined?" And then you I spent looked. over three hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't trust you at all. I know, man. I know. I, know. <laughs> I couldn't buy anything, so I got. Uh, but I used that for a few months, and I guess that did enough to let me get another one. Oh yeah, you get the the amount. Yeah, and then they gave me an eight thousand dollar limit. Wow! I was like, oh, oh now man. I'm the big, big time. leagues yeah. right here. Yeah, I bought when I bought my car. I put as much money on the card as I could for my oh, when I bought my car. Wow! I was like, I want to max it out. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, pay twenty five dollars a month. For this the rest might of be my life. horrible yeah. financial advice, yeah. but it's working out for well, both of us. I think that if you if you just use it for regular purchases. All the things that you're normally going to buy, mm-hmm. and then just pay it off. But I imagine it gets tempting when you don't have the money, and you're oh, yeah. like, oh, I'll just do it this one time. Oh, right? yeah. Oh. Yeah, don't do that. Never carry a balance. This has turned into <laughs> the financial hour with Dusty Dusty and Ramsey Aaron. here giving <laughs> yes. advice. Yes. Call, call in. Let me give you some advice. I have a lot of experience. A lot of experience. Actually, the first car I ever got, I bought from a rental car company. And uh, which is a bad idea. I've heard that's a good idea. Is it? Well, because they're they're properly maintained oh, okay. when they're in the control of the company, right? Yeah, I guess I heard a Jeff Foxworthy joke one time that made me think that it was a bad idea. So, uh, well, what was the joke? I forget exactly, but it was something to the degree of like you know marrying a hooker. You know, something, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Because you know that thing's been rode hard. Oh man, yeah, it has. But I bought one, but I also put that car through hell. I mean, I flooded it. I wrecked it several times. I mean, that car had a rough life. Oh, so she was a hooker, but you didn't treat her nice. No, either. no. I beat her up. really did. <laughs> Just for the record, we are talking about a car. Yeah, a vehicle. You never never, get, never know these days. 
That could be a sound bite later. But the um, but uh, so my mom had to co-sign with me on the car. And then I was I got real frustrated with the job I had, and I wanted to quit, but I couldn't quit because I had that car. And I told my friend, I was like, if my mom wasn't co-signed with me on this loan, I'd just, I'd just let it go. And he's wow. like, yeah, that's why they had your mom co-sign with you. <laughs> that's exactly like, what they oh. wanted to protect against. I was like, oh, <laughs> now it makes sense. <laughs> Ah, they knew I wasn't responsible. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that's why she's on there. Yeah. All right. So, any other on the road things or that? Well, this has been a. I've been on a tour bus oh. for the last oh, few yeah. months. That's like let's a whole new, yeah, whole new animal. That. I'd never been on a bus like that. Yeah, let's hear it's about crazy. that. We had twelve people on a tour bus. Okay. Um, the tour bus would just kind of be wherever it needed to be for that weekend. Okay. And we'd either fly or drive out and meet the bus. And then stay on the bus all weekend. Okay. We had 12 people on this bus. There are 12 bunks. You walk in, there's kind of a living room area with a fridge and everything. Then the bunks. And then in the back, there's like a back lounge area. Okay. So we just stayed on that. So do you have your own private room? No. No. There's very little privacy on there. Okay. You can kind of, you can get into your bunk. There's like a curtain to close your bunk. So you can be in there. There's a light, an outlet. You can kind of get a little personal time in so there. So if someone anyway. sleeps rough, could be a tough time for you. What do you mean? If like if snoring? they snore, yeah. Well, I snore real bad. Yeah. And I was worried about that. But but we would sleep. They, they'd schedule it out so we were basically like traveling in the middle of the night while we were sleeping. Okay. And the bus itself is so loud that you can't really hear anybody else in there. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it worked out great. I was yeah. really worried about being the guy that... Everyone's right. like, oh, my God, did you hear him last night? Oh, yeah. And I didn't get any – nobody said anything to me. Maybe yeah. they were all talking about me behind my back. I don't know. Well, I'm going to do – I'm going to be on a tour bus with some people next year. So if you, what's, some, uh, what's some interesting stuff that's happened on the, on the tour bus? I've never done that before. Well, <laughs> I've never done it. And the, the main thing they told me was they were like – and I guess this is standard in all tour buses. You cannot do number two. On the, I don't know how. What, okay, what, yeah, that makes sense. The appropriate way to say. It. Yeah, that makes sense. We get it. You can't don't, do that. Don't blow that bathroom. Yeah, up. do not blow it up. Yeah, because uh, it'll ruin the bus. Okay. So I never had to do this. Like ruin the bus, like the smell throughout. Oh, or? dude, because the way those toilets work is when you flush it, it kind of opens up a little hole to the whole tank. So even when you like pee. When you flush, it, the whole oh. it'll smell like pee pretty bad. But oh. I can't imagine how bad it would be if somebody. So took what a happens, drink. like you, if you if you just have to do it? Are you like Did you, you let do someone, something? You, you do something called hot bagging. Okay. And I learned about this from some of the guys who've been who've been doing this for years on different tour buses. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say his name. There's a guy on the tour who did it multiple times. You kind of you use the toilet, but you lay out a, a plastic bag. Okay. And then you just go in the plastic bag. Okay. Then you tie it up and just throw it out the window as oh, you're driving. That's gross. Yeah, it was one of the funniest things. Yeah. I, I, I could not believe that was a real thing. Yeah. He was like, yeah, hot bag last night. I, I bet like, there are lots of that going on. Oh, there's probably all over the, the interstates on the side, just uh, bags. Yeah, so, so don't pick up bags of stuff off the side of the interstate. Oh, my gosh, no. So... It's not I was, gonna be a treat that you'll enjoy. I got better with it, but I was really paranoid about having to use the bathroom in the middle of the night. And so I like planned when I ate around that. I was like, oh, we're leave the bus is rolling out at one. 
I don't want to eat after 10 p.m. or else I'll have to use the bathroom yeah. in the middle of the night. So getting used to that, that was like I, hadn't, I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah. You know? That's really something. Yeah. Hot bagging it. Hot bagging it, dude. Oh, because what if, not to get too gross, but what if it was not a solid number two? That's a weird hot well, bag. I, well, most of the time, an emergency number two is not going to be your no, best no. number two. It's that's going to be a, prob- you know, a problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's hot. Hot bag. That's a hot bag. That's a hot bag. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I am going to get to go on a tour bus. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm going to save it. But uh, I mean, I, I don't think it's a secret. But I'm going to save it for, but for later. Okay. But uh, yeah, I'll get to do one later, and it's going to be fun. And but uh, dude, it was so much fun just after the shows, just sitting there. Yeah, yeah, hanging out. You know, that's pretty drinking, fun. Eating and just yeah. having a good time. We had like a TV with like an Xbox. Oh, Our that's PlayStation cool. hooked up. So we that's just, fun. Yeah, it was a good time, man. So after the show, you would drive. I like that. Yeah, and then you can, but you can kind of sleep the whole time. Yeah, it would usually be like if we did a late show, the show would be over at nine thirty. Yeah, and then they'd have the bus and everything, and the trucks loaded up by eleven. Okay, and then the bus would roll out around one. So then we'd just wake up at the next venue. Wow, and they'd just drive through the night. So what would you do through the day? Just kind of hang out on the bus? Well, I had, well, sometimes. Or find, I, a, I was the find only, a public restroom somewhere? Yeah, that's yeah. that's the first thing you do every day is yeah. you wake up and I got to go, you know, figure this out. I was the only guy, I mean, I worked for 10 minutes a day every day on this tour. I had no other responsibilities other than to do my set. Yeah. So the crew guys, I mean, all day they're setting up the stage and doing everything else. So, yeah, I would just have to find stuff to do yeah during the day and a lot of times i'd sleep in you know accidentally till noon or one that's pretty great it is pretty great just to have someone because we've done you've done uh runs with me where we do a show yeah and then we get in the car Uh and we drive all day yeah and we do another show Mm -hmm. there's not much sleeping if there is sleeping your head's just nodding off yeah and uh there's no hot bagging, really, uh, and uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, in some gigs we don't even have hotels. We end up showering in some uh, like a public pool. Yeah, we did Egg Harbor, Wisconsin. We did a sh- uh, they had like a like it was like a retirement. I don't know, not a retirement, like a resort. Yeah, they had a pool area, and then they had showers, mm-hmm. and we just went and showered yeah. in because we had no hotel. Yeah. And uh, then it was a terrible show, and then we had a drive through the night. Terrible show for me. You actually did pretty well. I hated it. Wait, which which gig was Egg that? Harbor? That was the one. Oh, where you we were... did better than me. You just have higher expectations. For I don't yourself. know. I hated the show. Yeah, you did not have a good time. No, that's I've the... never seen Dusty leave a gig so quickly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I just by the end of the show, I really hated the people. If there's any people listening to my podcast, there's from no that way. Show... There's no way they know what a podcast is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were, yeah. the problem was they were all pretty old, and it was very well lit. Yeah. So people, I think, were subconscious about laughing. Like, I don't know if subconscious, self-conscious about laughing. Yeah, it was a weird vibe. I will say, like, uh, I know now how important those shows are, because it was so easy for me to turn into a diva on this tour. Yeah. Because it's, like, unbelievable accommodations by any, by any measure. But then, like, one day we'd get to, like, a church, and, like, the shower would be on the other side of the church from the dressing room. And I'd yeah. be like, this is BS. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, like, man, they can't even give us a shower close to the dressing room. Yes. It was so quick I did that. I was like, oh, man, I got to remember. Yes. 
that's why I'm so happy that the way that my career has gone to where I've had to, I mean, because, you know, I'm getting better gigs now. I'm making more money. I'm getting better accommodations. Yeah. But I've had to do the grind. Exactly. So I appreciate all yeah. these things. Yeah, and I think that's part of why John is such a humble guy is he, for years, he was doing the same, right. the same terrible gigs. And yeah. I can't imagine jumping in and this being your first thing. Oh, like, yeah, no. You wouldn't well, even really appreciate it. Well, that's what I think happens to these uh, reality or these YouTube stars. Yeah. They go viral. Is that they've never had to grind it out. They're all of a sudden headlining great rooms. Yeah, and they have no idea what it's like. Mm-hmm. And and that's also why a lot of times they're not funny. Not because they wouldn't, they're not talented people, but because they don't know how to make an audience of people laugh. Yeah. They never had to struggle through the open mic scene. Sure. And then get to bar shows and then get to one-nighters and, and, and you know, see clubs. I mean, because a lot of these clubs that I that I reference as terrible clubs, I've had a great time at. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's not, not that. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that. But it's like, you know, when you first get your CD or first get your T-shirt and you're after the show, you're standing there and every single person passes by you. Oh, and, man. And they don't want to buy anything. They don't want to make eye contact with you. <laughs> but then the guy you're with... You might think that you're a better comic than the other comic, yes. but then they're selling out. Selling so much stuff. <laughs> and it's like... You gave me the best advice. I remember the first time I sold shirts, I texted you, and I was like, I hate this. I hate everything. I was standing by the table waiting for the show to end, and I was like, I hate this. And you go, yeah, it can really hurt your pride. Just stand there and give them the wave. Yeah. And I do that now. At every show, I stand there and I just wave at everyone. Oh, yeah. Just give them the old the dusty sleigh, we're having a good yeah. time wave. Yeah, I like to take because what it feels like is it feels like they're hurting your pride by not buying a thing. Yeah. But I like to give it back to them in a sense to let them know this is not affecting me. Oh, yeah. If you want to buy this something. This is all gravy. Yeah, I'm having a good time out here. Yeah. These shirt sales are a bonus for me. Yeah, even though I'm having a bad time. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes. Yes, if people aren't buying things, it doesn't make you feel good. Yeah. It doesn't. But when they do buy stuff, it feels great. A lady, uh, how big do you do? You do triple X shirts? Yes. Yeah. I, I I had triple X shirts. Nobody else on this tour had triple X shirts. So I, I, if huge people would always, I would be their last resort yeah. for a shirt sometimes, which I'm fine to be. I'm, fi- I'm fine to be that. An uh, old woman comes up and she goes, do you have any triple X shirts? And I said, yeah. And I got her one. And she goes, oh, this is for my husband. He's huge. <laughs> and I go, hey, well, I wear the, I wear the triple X. And she goes, Let's see a 2X. Let's try that. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. That hurt. Oh, that's But I sold a shirt. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, who cares? That's funny. Well, I had a lady tell me, she goes, what sizes do you have? And I was like, from small to 3X. She goes, well, I'm not that big. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just telling you what I have. <laughs> she didn't ask what sizes would be appropriate for her. <laughs> right, you know? right. That's so funny. And, and people go, and some... I had a, that a couple of times this past couple of weeks. People, women especially, would go, well, "What size do you think would work for me?" And oh, I'm like, "Oh no, I, I, was like, I don't. I'm not, I'll show you all of them, but I'm not gonna get. I don't work at the circus. Let's start with a small. Yeah, yeah. I don't work at the fair. I'm yeah. not gonna guess your weight here. That's so funny. So, okay. What about all right? Food on the road. All right, I had uh, I, I had uh, 
Uh, in Tampa, I had this place called the Tampa Tap Room. I went back there. Me and Nat, uh, we went there, and as we were walking, it's in a shopping center. It seemed real shady. You could see pool tables from the from the street. And this, as we were walking in, these two guys were coming from the patio, and one guy was real drunk, and he's like, there's two guys. Let's fight those guys. And I just go on inside. I was like, all right, this place is shady. And then I get in there, and the service is very friendly. Everybody's really nice. At a great patty melt, fantastic. If you're in Tampa, Tampa Tap Room, I recommend it. Yeah, Yeah. it seems shady, but it's like it wasn't shady at all. It was just that it was like two drunk dudes coming out making jokes about fighting people. Yeah. And I was like, it ruined kind of the ambiance going in, but they made up for it. (laughs) And then I sat in there, and just a side note, I sat in there, and the Chargers were down uh, to the Chiefs, and I was like – and they were down two touchdowns with, like, five minutes oh, to go. Man, that was an unbelievable I was like, game. wouldn't it be incredible if they came back and oh, won yeah. this game? And then oh, they yeah. did. Yeah. I was like, that's pretty awesome. A wild game. Yeah. What about you? Have you, had a, have you had a food place recently that you really liked? Or or any kind of thing that you had in general that you liked? A food item? Well, I know you've given shout-outs to them on the podcast before, but we ate so much Chick-fil-A oh, yeah. on this tour because uh, – if there's a world where John is famous, it's the Chick-fil-A community. Okay. Like, he'll walk into those places, and it's like the Beatles. Oh, wow. Because he's done so much videos about them and talked about them, and, you know. That's pretty amazing. Um, we actually got this. Is, I don't hope I'm not getting anybody in trouble, but the, we got Chick-fil-A catered on a Sunday. Oh. To a, to a church because okay. they were such big fans of John. Yeah. So I was like, this is how you know you made it right here. That's right. You got Chick-fil-A working on a Sunday. We had Chick-fil-A probably twice a week the, yeah. whole, the whole tour, and it was well, great every great. time. Chick-fil-A is great. I got recognized in a Chick-fil-A the other day. Did you really? Turns out it was just a guy that used to live in a town, same town as me. <laughs> Not from comedy? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, he, he used to see me on stage in Charleston. Oh. But I was standing there, and he goes, are you Dusty Slay? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I am. And he's wow. like, yeah, I used to live in Charleston. And I go, oh, okay. Okay. Still fun, but not, not the same. nearly as fun. No, not the same. Not the same. <laughs> and I was in South Carolina, yeah. so I wasn't even that far from Charleston. Yeah. So still a good time. He took a picture with me. I felt good. Oh, I got recognized at the airport, too, by oh, the way. Oh, did you really? Yeah. For, in, for a comedy? Nashville Airport at the co- for comedy. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Big step. Big step. Yeah. That hasn't happened to me. Very famous. Very, very rich. rich. Very, very famous. Very famous. All right. So. You had uh, I want to I like to try to do some kind of like movies or uh, music segment. Yo, Adrian, I did it! Great Scott. And you had said that you've been listening to the Hot Breath podcast. Yeah, yeah, I saw that you were on uh, the Hot Breath podcast about Joel Byers. Joel Byers, good friend. Joel and Byers. I started just listening to those episodes, and they had a lot of comics that I like on there, like Ali Sadiq did a couple episodes, and Sean Patton, and uh, and you, and and other people. So I just went back into the archives and just yeah. listened to maybe fifteen, twenty episodes. Well, Joel Byers does a great job, and he wears my shirts a lot, so I appreciate that. Yeah, I saw that. I've done a couple. Of, I did. Well, I've done one gig with Joel, and I really like him. And, uh, yeah, I like doing the podcast. Yeah. It was one of my more fun podcasts of somebody else's that I did. Well, I feel like, uh, do you just like, I mean, you do, you do other people's podcasts. Like I did uh, a buddy of mine who, it's not a comedy podcast. Yeah. And I felt myself just wanting to talk about comedy. Oh, yeah. The whole time. So it's probably nice. Like his is, his is about 
like the craft of stand-up comedy. Right? Oh, yeah. So you can really get into it on yeah. that podcast. I mean, for me, my entire life is uh, stand-up comedy. Yeah. I mean, I got some other stuff I like to do, but it, it's everything is comedy. Mm-hmm. I mean, my I was just talking to Hannah about this. I mean, growing up in Opelika, in Charleston, I always had large groups of friends that I would hang out with all the time. We were always hanging out. Granted, I drank back then, but we were always doing things. We were always... And I don't do that now, but it's because I'm never around. Yeah. I'm around like two or three days, and those days I want to rest, and then mm-hmm. I'm back on the road. Yeah. So I don't have time to be hanging out with a bunch mm-hmm. of people. Even like I was saying to John. Do you wish you had time? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. I like what I'm That's doing. That's how I feel. Yeah. I like what I'm doing. I mean, I enjoyed hanging out with people, but it's also, once I quit drinking, a lot of the hanging out stopped. Yeah. So comedy really took place, yeah. took that place. But I was talking to John about it, and it's like, even having him over, we were saying having him over, it was like, if I just invited John over <laughs> to just talk to me, <laughs> it's like we would probably both be like, nah. Nah, I'm not doing But you're that. like, do you want to talk into these microphones that uh-huh. other people might hear? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's do that, of course. Yeah, that sounds great. That's what we'd love to do anyway. For sure. All right, so Hot Breath Podcast, listen to that, Joel Byers. You said you've been watching uh, uh, a movie called, or, or well, a show called America. It's on Netflix. And I, I watched it with my girlfriend, Lucy. It's called American Meme? American Meme. It's all about uh, social media influencers. Okay. And just it follows them around. It just shows what their life is really like. Okay. And it's really bleak. It really depressed me. Yeah. It really made me sad. It was so well done, and it captivated me. I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Which we almost never sit down and watch an entire movie like that. But it was really depressing. Because because social media is is, is something I want to excel at. Right. And obviously, you and I would both. Every comic would benefit from you know yeah being great on social media. But then you see these people. It follows like Paris Hilton, uh, this guy, the fat Jewish, I think his name is. Yeah, and it just follows him around. And I hated everybody in it. And they're all miserable. They're all depressed. Yeah, and they're they're giving. There's no nothing of value that they're giving. That yeah, I mean that's what I hate about social media. Like the the thing that I used to like about Facebook is that I could just you know I have a funny joke, I would just post it on there and it'd yeah. be fun. And then Instagram, I see something funny, I take a picture of it, I put it on Instagram. But like once I try to get into the stories, I'm like, oh geez, it's like I'm trying to live in social media. Yes, and I you know and I I am kind of despite what I've said about having groups of friends. I mean later in life, I mean. I have become more of a loner type mm-hmm. person, and me and Hannah are both like that. I mean, we we spend lots of time on the road alone, and but being connected to social media, you're not living that loner life. No, you're still connected to people. Yeah, and I like just kind of being alone with my thoughts. Sure, and my phone really keeps me from that a lot. But it's not a real, like, satisfying or fulfilling connection right. to people. It's all artificial. It's all yes. fake. That's why I like the podcast genre because at least. We're in here talking. Yes. We're engaging with each other. Yes. As, as opposed to just, like, especially the story, it just disappears. That's why I didn't like Snapchat. I was on that for about a month, and I was yeah. like, oh, all my funny jokes just disappear. <laughs> Are just gone. Yeah. I get, you know, maybe, you know, I'm trying to impress women. That was back yeah. when I had Snapchat. You know, maybe I get some ha-has from them, but mm-hmm. then it's gone. I'm like, I'd rather just post this on Instagram. Yeah. Do you have the screen time thing on your phone enabled where you can see how long you've been looking at your oh, phone? Oh, no. I think I'm about disabling that because I've had some. One day I looked at the phone for seven hours. Oh, jeez! I was like, "What am I doing?" I know that's scary. Yeah, because I know 
when I'm home, I don't look at it a ton. But even not looking at it a ton is still looking at it a lot. Yeah. But on the road. all the little, let me just look real quick, scroll, those all add up. Yeah. Seven hours in a day. And yeah. And in a hotel, when I wake up in a hotel, especially if I'm in a cold place where I'm like, I don't even want to go outside and walk around. Uh, it's just. I'm embarrassed. Look at my screen time for today. Jeez. I don't even know. I, I haven't, like, I've been doing stuff. All right, so this is today. Here it is. This is, uh, wow. So it's what What time is it right now? It's 4.41 p.m. I've looked at my phone for five hours and 46 minutes. So what time did you wake up today? I woke up at 9. So you've been awake for, what, eight hours? So, yeah. <laughs> and you've looked at your phone <laughs> for six of those? <laughs> You've been here with me for an hour, so... <laughs> I don't know. See, I don't know what... I, sometimes I don't think this is accurate. Yeah. But, like, if I had my phone on with Google Maps, like, when I was driving... Oh, yeah. Maybe that counts. I don't know. But it's too much. That is too much. Now, I'm using it for... I mean, I'm still doing my day job. I'm still using it for work and right. stuff. But most of this is not work. Yeah. It's like, what am I doing? Yeah. Anyway. All right, so... <laughs> I mean, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I mean, the 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 phone is... I mean, I, I read something about, like, mental health of, like, teenagers significantly went down oh, at the advent to. of smartphones. Yeah. Like, once kids started getting them, their mental health went down. Mm-hmm. And we're just... Yeah, I mean, we're all just staring at our phones, and we get our news from there, and somebody shares an article, and you go, I can't believe this. And then the article could be written by some dude in a basement somewhere, and it's like... But we're like, just because it's a headline, it's like yeah. real news. It's crazy. Crazy out there. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about this. Your, um, you know, uh, so, all right. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> You've been, so that mainly, and I don't even know how to get into this. I guess this is why, why I'm stuttering here, but it's like, You've done a bunch of shows with me that we've done some road gigs, one-nighters, traveling around. Now you've done these shows Mm -hmm. with John Christ, and uh, I asked John about this too. He said, you know, there's definitely something that he misses about doing those old road gigs. Mm -hmm. Money, probably not one of those things. (laughs) And uh, I know for me it's not. I mean, I'm not all about the money, but it is uh, much better to get paid well than it is to get paid Mm -hmm. nothing. Uh, So uh, I don't know. What are some some comparisons that you would have between doing those type shows or, or some highlights of doing these John Chris shows, some big moments for you, or um, just any talk about the tour, anything that sticks out to you. Yeah, I, the, the coolest part, and this is something we've talked about, is just it, it, I got to go to cities I never would have gone to oh, yeah. ever before. Um, and comedy up until doing this tour with John has kind of kept me in – you know, the Southeast or the Midwest. We got to do some stuff over here. But, I mean, I went out to California yeah. and went from San Diego all the way up to Seattle. Yeah. So just fun. seeing all those cities uh, was a lot of fun. And then it was weird. I went from uh, – before I did the tour with John, the biggest the biggest room I'd done was a, a theater with Henry Cho in Knoxville. It was 700 people. Wow. The second show I did with John was 6,200 people in Dallas. Wow. Which is... That is the Dallas Mavericks? It's the Verizon Theater in Dallas, yeah, wow. where, they, where they do all that stuff. 6,200 people. 6,200 people. That was the second show I did with John on the tour. So that's quite a jump, and it's a totally different... Like, I had to learn 
because and just just for some context, not to interrupt yeah. you, yeah. Uh, you know, probably you know a few weeks before that. You had done a show with me in Fayetteville, North Carolina, <laughs> for about six people. Okay, yes, all right, yes, just for yes, context. Yeah. yeah. So the, the the way the show was set up is uh, we have a DJ who traveled with us. His name is DJ Michael V. Great guy, good friend of mine now. Uh, he would play songs for about 30 minutes before the show, and then I essentially walk out. I don't want to say cold because there's been a DJ there for 30 minutes, but yeah, I'm the first guy to walk out on these shows. So walking out to 6,200 people freaked me out. Yeah, and and then there was all there, there were some things I had to learn on the fly, just like um, just t- speaking in a room that big, you have to speak much slower. The pauses have to be longer. It's all different. It, it felt it didn't feel. It didn't feel like comedy. Okay. Really, it didn't. It felt like I'm just talking to y'all. Right. When you're in a comedy club, you know, sold out comedy club, 300 people, they're, you're right there on top of them. Right. And you can kind of, and it, the, the feedback is immediate, and you feel like you're there. I remember the first laugh I got at that show in Dallas, I heard it trickle to the back of the room. And it just kept going because it's black. I couldn't really see how deep the room was. But I just heard it keep going all the way up to the back, into the balcony and everything. It was bizarre. Yeah. So I probably did. I mean, I'm doing 10 minutes on these shows, 10 minutes up top. I probably did five minutes of material just because I started to talk way more slowly and just pause way more. Yeah. That's what I love about theater shows. Yeah, that is what I love because as a s- slow talker on stage, I mean, I'm like, that's my that's my dream. Yeah, yeah, to well, be able to just say things slowly and just let it hit. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's some jokes where it's like I I know I want to maybe if there's a laugh, I want to start talking over the laugh, and I kind of have a rhythm that I've built doing the same jokes in clubs and bars and stuff like that. Yeah, and you can't. It is totally different. So. Yeah. I didn't have a great set on that show. I mean, I felt fine about it. I did, I did my time. Yeah, but I wasn't thrilled with it because yeah. it was just such a different thing. Now I've gotten way better since then because we did some other big venues, none as big as that. But what? How many shows into it do, do you think it was? Till you were like, okay, I got this. I feel good about this. I got to stride with it now. Uh, or if you've even hit that, I mean, for a long time with comedy, I never felt like I had that. I mean, it, 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 there was a show that I still remember where I hit, where I was like, okay, I'm having fun now. Yeah, it was, um, probably maybe the third weekend on the tour where I got off and I was like, okay, I would, I was in the pocket on that one. And I, and I was big enough for the room, but not too big. Like I felt like I, I nailed it. Yeah. It took a while. Yeah. You know? Have you done the Stardom? Yes. What? Uh, that's a pretty big place. Yeah, that's essentially a theater. Yeah. I mean, that's, what, 400, 450? Yeah. Probably. It's just like that. Yeah. It's just like that, where you can kind of feel it. It's quicker in that room, but you can feel the laughs kind of trickle to the back, and you have to physically be bigger than you normally would because they're they're seated. They're not level with you or below you. Some are above you. Yeah. So you physically have to do more things. What do you, and you don't have to tell the joke, but yeah. if there is a joke, what do you think's the joke that, that, that does the best in these crowds? 
If there's a joke. I started doing, and I posted a video of me, I started doing the joke about bathroom stuff. Yeah. I started doing that about halfway through the tour, and it became like my the best joke. Okay. Uh, where I asked people what they say when somebody knocks on the door of the bathroom. Oh, yeah. And I started doing crowd work with people. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and um, you know, doing crowd work in a room that big was scary at first. Yeah. It, it's a matter of, like, picking the right guy. and Yeah, you look you like know. a pro in that video. Though. Oh, thanks, you're really, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah, really, yeah. Uh, really working. Yeah, there are some – well, I got footage like that from a lot of shows, and there were some shows where I was like, I was so nervous up there, and I was terrified to see the video. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm hiding it pretty well. Yeah. But I know I'm looking for, like, little micro movements in the face where I'm like, oh, I remember what I was thinking right then. I was so oh, nervous yeah. about slipping up or – I have this terrible fear about just snapping and just start cursing. <laughs> I've never done oh, that. Oh, because you're doing the, the, the John Chris show. Yeah, because it's a clean show. I have this terrible fear, and I, I probably I have a conversation with myself every set. I'll be in the middle of the joke, and I'll be like, and I'll tell myself, oh, you're doing well. Here it comes. And I'll be like, and I, <laughs> like this is it. You're uh, about to snap. Or if I stop for a second and I can't remember my next joke. Yeah. The, the voice in my head goes, oh, man, like you're exposed. Oh, no. Yeah, and you're about to snap and just start cursing at everybody, which I never have done. I don't even curse that often, you know, in everyday life. It's weird. That's so funny. Play some head games. That that show in Dallas, just because it was so big, yeah, it, it, it felt like, like I walked down on stage and everywhere I looked was crowd. And that was it freaked me out. Yeah. And I was in my head. And then you can tell if I'm in my head because I'll start doing physical things I'd never done before on stage. I'll really grab onto the mic stand or I'll lean on the stool. I was doing all kinds of stuff. I kept picking up my bottle of water and putting it back down for no reason. Oh, I touch the water bottle all the time. And that's because I'm freaking out in my head. I'm like, (laughs) dude, what are you doing? Well, you know, it's crazy, man. Something that my improv teacher used to tell me all the time is because in improv, you're always trying to create this environment. You're trying to show the audience where you're at. Like if you're at a barn somewhere, you want to create things with your mannerisms that you would be doing at a barn. Yeah. And he, my my improv teacher would always say to me, he would say, I can tell when you don't know where you're at in the world based on your movements. Wow. When you when you lock in and you're like, all right, I know I'm at a barn. He's like, you get more comfortable. Everything about you is better. But when you don't know where you're at, you move around, you do all those oh, things. Oh, yeah. So yeah. maybe some movements like that, some act outs, yeah. do help you get into that comfort. Yeah. But, but for sure, in a lot of these shows that we did, the stage was so much bigger than I'm ever used to. And you'll, you'll see somebody like John, who's such a pro, who's done those rooms before, he makes use of the whole stage. Yeah. He's running around. He's big. I'm used to just standing basically in the same spot. Yeah. And so it's hard to be as big as the room when you're not moving around or as physical. You're the same way. You're not You're not very physical on yeah. stage. No, I've been I finding myself doing more movements yes. lately in longer sets, but I don't know if the movements really fit. Yeah. I'm almost doing like, I do like wave kind of things with my hand. Like I have <laughs> the wave, but yeah. then I'm also like doing like flowing things with my hands. Yeah. Like, and, uh, yeah, so I don't know what that's all about, but it's just trying to, uh, keep myself, I don't know. I almost feel like it's just trying to keep myself entertained mm-hmm. because if I'm up on stage and I've done, you know, you know, f- seven shows, like I did this past weekend yeah. by the seventh show, I'm like, damn, I've told these jokes a lot of times yeah, this weekend. Yeah. 
And I mean, I change it up. There's some jokes that I won't tell every show, but I got the core in there mm-hmm. that's working for me at the time. Yeah. So I'm telling those. But then I, I don't know. I just think I get antsy and I'm like, I got to move around. Yeah, you know, the other thing that freaked me out that I had never thought about, I noticed when I was doing some of the shows, like uh, facial expressions would, would get a laugh. Like people would laugh at a facial expression. I was like, you know, I've oh, never. Yeah. And then I, and then I realized, oh, these shows have a camera zoomed in to my face, and they're project. And I didn't even thought oh, about those big screens. Oh yeah. So people were seeing my face, and you know, in a comedy club, you can't really see if I like, you know, cringe a little bit or smile more. So yeah. I was like, oh, here's a whole other thing I have to worry about. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But I, I learned working with James Gregory a little bit just by watching him. Just a few shows that I did with him, like he'll do things with his face where like he'll say something and to show that he thinks what that person said is stupid, he'll just do a thing with his yeah, face. Yeah. And it's so funny. And I've noticed me doing that a little more with my face. Yeah. Just to kind of, and, it, and it does help. Mm-hmm. I've been so reliant on just the jokes themselves. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's funny that they're that zoomed in on your face. Some of them are. Some of them weren't. Some of them were, were super close. And some, you know, we had a show with, I think there were eight different cameras. Yeah. Some handheld ones like on the side of the stage and people zooming in. And I was yeah. like, oh man, they're seeing all of me right now. Yeah. All right. So let's do this in the reverse order. This is something I should have done at the beginning, but let's just give a little background on who you are. I mean, you're Aaron Weber. You yeah. uh, you grew up in Alabama, mm-hmm. but moved to Tennessee when you were, uh-huh. I don't know, fairly young. Uh, 17. 17, you moved to Tennessee. Yeah. Graduated from high school in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. And then you went on to uh, college at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame graduate. Yeah. Big Notre Dame fan. Uh-huh. You got, you got, you're in the playoffs right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Lucy bought me a ticket. Oh, I tell you? that's awesome. My grandma no. bought me a ticket to the Cotton Bowl. That's awesome. So I'm flying there on the 29th, taking a 5 a.m. flight. It's Notre Dame and Clemson. Notre Dame versus Clemson, yeah. The winner plays Alabama. Yeah. Well, well, well probably. Of course, <laughs> of course, Alabama has to beat Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. But I'm looking for a big victory there mm-hmm. uh, because Oklahoma's been trash-talking Alabama for a long time, even though it was Bob Stoops who's not there anymore. But mm-hmm. they've been trash-talking Oh, of course. It's, gonna, it's big time. Yeah. Kyler Murray won the Heisman Trophy over uh, Tua. Yeah. So there's going to there's gonna be some anger in there. Yeah, for sure. But I'm pumped. All right, so Notre Dame. And then from there, you moved, came back to Nashville. Back to Nashville. And you took a job. Yeah. And so what, uh, so I know that you did some comedy while you were at Notre Dame. Yeah. But what, when you moved back to Nashville, what made you go, I'm going to go do an open mic? It took a year. Okay. Because I couldn't find, I graduated late. I failed a class. In college, so I graduated late, so I was kind of behind the curve on getting like getting a real job. Yeah. So um, I waited tables for like six or seven months right out of college. Okay. And uh, I was just bored. Yeah. And it, it was really bored. And then I got an internship at a PR company. I was bored doing that. I was I didn't like going home at six p.m. Yeah. And then just waiting to go to work the next day. So I just started going to open mics. So what was the first open mic you did in Nashville? I did Bobby's Idol Hour. Okay. The, the day after the first broken record show ended. Okay. Um, in Nashville. So I did that. I don't remember anything about my first set. I'm sure it was bad. Well, I remember. Now, so what? when was that? What year was that? That was. 
after the first that broken record. That was June 2015. of 2015. Yeah. yeah. So I saw you. I remember seeing you the first time I saw you. I, I immediately thought, oh, this guy's really funny. I mean, it was like... Yeah, I remember you sent me a message. That yeah. was very nice. I yeah, well, you, you have a good stage presence. That um, You seem much older than you are okay. through your stage presence. I remember you said, the jokes will come. Yeah, okay. I didn't have good jokes yeah. then. But you, you, know? have, you, you have, I mean, it's your voice and the way that you carry yourself makes you seem like an older oh, person. You know what thanks, I mean? Because yeah. you're like, what, you're 26? 20, yeah, just turned 27. Yeah, so it's like, at 26 and 27, I mean, I had a job... Man, a professional job, but man, I was a wreck. You know what I mean? And uh, I was not doing well. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, and then so now, 2015, you did your first open mic. Mm-hmm. Just three years later, you're on this giant tour. Yeah. With John Chris. Yeah. So it's a pretty fast journey. I think so. It is. Yeah. Very fast. Yeah. And yeah, and, I've been I've been pretty been pretty lucky. I've been in the right places. Yeah, like I how I met John was John just John who lives in Nashville happened to come by Zanies a night that I was there. Yeah, and saw me. But John's at Zanies a lot, so mm-hmm. it's like lucky, sure. But you're also your jokes are there. You're 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 always working it. So it's like right place, right time when you're when you're ready. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, thanks, man. Well, yeah. I mean, I think I mean because a lot of times people want to say that the things that we that happen to us are luck, and I and I agree that there is some luck to it. But mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you don't you don't get the opportunity and then nail it by luck. Yeah. I mean, you get the you may you may be lucky that someone sees you when they do. Yeah. But it's because you're ready to do it. Sure. You know, and I think it's great. I just think it's a great journey. Yeah. I like it. I'm pumped for you. Well, you were the first guy to, to bring me on the road with him, so oh, I appreciate well, that. Well, I appreciate yeah, that. Thank you. We fist bumped, yeah. and uh, it was a tender moment. <laughs> and uh, no, I do appreciate yeah. it. I mean, I, I'm glad that you were uh, able to do it, and I'm happy that all these other things are happening. Yeah, it's too bad that uh, they've stolen you from me, and I can't take you on the road. Oh, I'm too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and uh, no, it's great, and yeah. uh, I'm I'm pumped. So. All right, so is there anything? All right, well, let's talk about how people can find you. Real Aaron Weber at Twitter. Yeah, Instagram, uh, uh, Facebook, it's all Real Aaron Weber. And that's A A R O N. Yeah, uh, two A's, one B. And then uh, AaronWeberComedy.com. Right. It's my website, everything's and on there. And you have there. a uh, MySpace. Yeah. So, and, I've, been getting, I've been getting more compliments on that recently. It's fun, it's original. Oh, I know? appreciate it, man. Yeah. A lot of people, my dad, I remember my dad called me and he was like, you know, everything seems to be going well. I was like, yeah. And he goes, now you just got to get a good website. I was like, oh, man. I was proud of my website. He, oh, just, oh. he didn't understand the joke. Of oh, yeah. It. And that made me think so many people probably don't understand they probably don't. that this is a parody of a MySpace account. But yeah. the people that do seem to like it. Yeah, it's all about originality, yeah. I think. I mean, it took a lot of time to make. So. I mean, I rocked that old WordPress website I had for a long time that was terrible. Even <laughs> even my one now, I've did not designed myself. I think it looks good, but I've done it all myself. Oh, so yeah. it's like, uh, and even I'm changing it up all the time, mm-hmm. playing with it. That's DustySlay.com if you yeah. want to check that out. And go to, uh, you can find me at Dusty Slay at everything, at Miss Hannah Hogan at everything to look up Hannah. And then uh, our podcast is on iTunes, it's on Spotify, it's on uh, several other things. Those are the two main ones. But um, all right. Well, we thank you for listening to us and uh, come check us out. We got a lot of sh- shows. I got uh, the end of the year. I got Atlanta uh, at the Punchline. I'm headlining there, and then I'm headlining New Year's Eve in Raleigh, North Carolina, at the Improv. And then the first week of January, I'm at the Dallas Punch, uh, the Dallas Improv in Dallas, Texas. 
My nice, first man. show ever in Texas. Really? Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm going to get my sister and her family to come out yeah. for that because they live Do in it. Dallas. I'm pumped. They're fans. All right. Well, cool, thank man. you very much. We're having a good time. Thanks for having me, man. They're on the road again. Hen and Dusty are on the road again. Telling super funny jokes to all their friends. Hen and Dusty are on the road again.